Hey, hey, Star Wars fans, it's Gary here from Spark of Rebellion, and we would love for you to listen to all of our brand new episodes when they land every single Saturday. Make sure you follow us on your podcast app of choice or pop over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash listen. If you like the show and you want to support us, you can do that via our Patreon. Just head over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Patreon and come and join our other patrons. And thank you so much for your continued support. Now, may the force be with you and on to this week's Spark of Rebellion. Hello there. Hello there and welcome to Spark of Rebellion. This is the weekly Star Wars podcast. Thank you for joining us for another week. This is episode 127. My name's Gary, one of your hosts. And joining me in the cockpit of the Falcon, as always, is we're on a roll. We're two for two now. None of us have been away. Two for two. It's Mr. Mark. How you doing, buddy? Well, next week, we might not be together. Doesn't last long, does it? No, it doesn't. But that's all right. That's all right. That's. I mean, it's the holiday season. You know, middle of October. Like, but it really is like from April to October. You know, because of the school holidays and everything that comes up, it really does get a little bit like that. Um, so it's kind of nice, though. Wax lyrical. You know, sometimes flying solo. Uh, but good to be here, dude. Yeah, and glad to be glad to be uh, together. I'm all right. Doing all right. Just same old. You know, always the same. Always the same. Change much? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was cutting the grass earlier, like I mentioned on our team talk. 10 to 8, 5 to 8 this morning. They were livid next door. So it's 5 o'clock somewhere. <laughs> and carried on cutting the grass. What made you get up and cut it? Is it just because you've got lots on and that was the only time you had to do it? Um, not really. It was more because, um, like this time of year, it's hard to find a time to cut the grass when it's not just wet through from like morning dew or from... Um, like just rain because it's this time of year, isn't it? And I got to get that top off. Lifted the lawnmower up though. It's not on three, it's on five now. Just topped it, topped it. And uh, so it didn't rain yesterday. There was no dew on the grass this morning. Didn't rain today. I was like, right. Took the dog out for a walk, having it. <laughs> Open the garage door. Bit of absolute radio, not Frank Skinner, thankfully. And uh, strimmed over everything. So what about you? Done any grass mowing? <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, I cut my my lawn last weekend, and it needs doing already. That's the annoying thing mm. about having a having a. I haven't got the biggest garden, but it probably takes me about fifteen twenty minutes to um to mow mine. It's not too bad, but even that is just it annoys me because I'm like, I shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, I should not be doing this. But then I catch myself on. I'm like, actually, Gary, everyone's doing it. So it's true. Yeah, I always get. I always look forward to that point in the year this makes us sound very old apologies listener this makes i would look forward to that point in the year where it's sort of mid-november early to mid-november and you're like right that's probably the last cut of the year Mm. a week later it's like no it wasn't well what's funny about that is i'm with you um and but kieran believes firmly that he has done his last cut of the year and i'm (laughs) already naive yeah he doesn't know he's born that lad doesn't know what date is yeah yeah other than uh cutting the old grass uh, I haven't done anything too Star Warsy other than uh, I started cracking on with the old. Uh, you got you can't listen, you can't see this uh, <sighs> listener, but I've got the old episode one novelization. Terry Brooks, Brooksy. So because he's not vicious, isn't it far better? 
Dude, it's already uh, a really good read. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's one of those things where it's just a, actually like a bit of a sheep. Like, yeah, yeah like the, the, the books of the, of the prequel novelizations are pretty mediocre. I'm like, yeah, of course they are. But then you actually dive in and they're actually not too bad. Not too bad at no. all. I think they're pretty decent compared to the movies as well. You know? Yeah. And you, I think you spot a lot of stuff. Um, what I found interesting, I know we'll get to this like later when we talk about the new books, but I found in the prequels a lot of the um, High Republic style storytelling where everything's really, well, not everything, but where there's like this, they're not afraid of going into the politics in the High Republic. Like, you know, this senator wants to create a defense force. These guys don't. And like, the prequels sort of got lambasted for that, even the books to a degree, but the books are significantly better. Like they really, really are. But then when you look at the High Republic, it's held in really high regard, but it's, it's sort of just doing the same thing. And I don't think the books are any better written than the novelizations, not the movies, but not the novelizations. So it's, it's weird, isn't it? How you, see, you sort of get that perception of someone and then whatever it is that's prequel here is shit because <laughs> it's prequel. Do you know what I mean? It, it's sort of a weird, weird thing, man. Yeah, it's almost like um, all of the crap that it had to go through initially to get to the point where it's kind of liked, I would say now, even people that hated it when it came out over the years, they've mellowed a bit and and it's uh, it's a bit more well-received now. But that initial, and the reviews were pretty cutting, weren't they, like critically for a few months after the, they came out. And it just goes to show that, yeah, it just hangs around, doesn't it? It's still got that little bit, a tiny little bit of stigma about it. Like, mm. yeah, it's the prequels, but because those high republic books haven't been tarnished with any uh mm. with any shitty reviews they're um yeah it's a weird thing man it's just franchises i guess you have to go through it you've got to go through if you want the what is it if you want the rainbow you've got to put up with the rain yeah yep. dolly parton mm. yes we know the rest Right, we have got some, uh, it's going to be a fairly short show, I think, this one. We've got uh, about half a Is dozen it? bits of, of news to go through. Nothing what are you saying depth. that for? <laughs> well, because the things that we've got to talk about are not, you know, no one's going to be adding these things to a university lecture anytime soon. These are... Well, I'll put some more on then. Wow. Well, no, I will not do. Listener, it's going to be a fairly short one this week. It's all good, though. <laughs> He's going to drag again. this out now. He's going to drag it out. You know. said it again. We're going to get to at the end where we've wrapped everything up and he's going to be like, so you remember the Phantom Menace? <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, I'm, what I'm doing is sales patter, right? Because I know that you're going to do the Patreon thing in a minute. So then if you see, if you know, someone's like, rang about here, right? So Gaz has just asked me for a quid a month and he's done a short show. I'm not into that. Do the Patreon first, then do the short show. So do the switch. Yeah, do the switch. Yeah, I read you. <laughs> For the benefit of any potential patrons, and now current patrons will will uh, will back us up here. Usually, weekly, we have a bit of a laugh. Yeah, bit of bants, but guaranteed fact, you will not find a better mix of proper Star Wars news, quote unquote. Mm. And all of the useless crap that comes out of various YouTubers and rumours and stuff. We have a very good mix to keep you in the loop. Balanced. Balance of the force. It's all there. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So, if you like our show and you want to support us, you can do that over on Patreon, didn't you know? Because it's not about length. (laughs) 
you can jump on from a dollar onwards, get yourself some SOR swag and some stickers and whatnot. And you can find that directly with our handy little link, which is sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Patreon. It will take you straight there. And as I said, thank you so much to our current patrons. You guys are awesome. Thank you for your continued support. Love you, love you, of course. And remember to follow our podcast in whatever podcast app you prefer to listen to your audio on. Whether that's uh, something like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever, whatever the cool kids are listening to these days. All the kids. All the kids, yeah. Uh, make sure you do that because we have a new show that lands every single week. It doesn't matter if we're both here or just one of us. We always put content out every week. It lands on a Saturday. And if you've just found us, welcome aboard. It's good to have you here. Those of you that have uh, uh, long-time listeners, good to have you back. And uh, lastly... Uh, we're on the social too. So if you want to chat Star Wars with us throughout the week, you can do that over on our Twitter and Instagram accounts. So sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Twitter and forward slash Instagram. So let's crack on with episode 127. The first news story is Mandalorian 3. <laughs> Mandalorian, like it's a film. The Mandalorian no, I was 3. I thinking that. <laughs> the Mandalorian 3, Return of the Boba. In a world. <laughs> <laughs> Mandalorian, oh God. Let's do the full thing. Star Wars, The Mandalorian, season three mm. is apparently underway. Production has kicked off, according to a new report. Where has this come from? So the new series, uh, should it be season or series? Oh, I don't know. I, mm. Well, I don't know, mate. Because like... You don't know. You do have an in- opinion. I know you do. In a series, the whole thing and the season is like one sort of season. I don't. I honestly don't know. I got confused by this before. Mm, you're not looking at the whole pie, Jenny. Yeah, <laughs> prefer a flan. Prefer a flan. So, in my opinion, I had this a lot over on my Doctor Who podcast. In my opinion, it should be series because, as the name suggests, you're watching a series of episodes that comprise. Mm. you know whereas a season that to me says that i should be only watching the mandalorian between spring and summer or only over the summer i should be watching a show a season to me is like you know four parts of the year and you shouldn't confine yourself you can shouldn't confine your your story to just several blocks throughout the year anyway Anyway, so Star Wars Insider over at bestbinbulletin.com. Apparently, they've told the world that season three is underway and it will be filming right through until late March next year. And uh, our dude, Pascal, not our Patreon supporter, Pascal, but Pedro Pascal, he's uh, he's doing his thing um, currently. So I don't know, this, this seems rather obvious to me more than anything um, now that the Book of Boba Fett has wrapped up principal photography and all that stuff i think and that's now in post-production ready for release in a couple of months time it makes sense that they would keep the momentum going and get the next chunk of stuff done so uh boba fett's done obi-wan's done now just get cracking on with their what appears to be their flagship show for the moment anyway it, uh, it makes sense just to crack on with that dude so i would say that it would be weird if it was not in production yeah yeah i agree um because otherwise it just wouldn't happen, would it, in the end? Just let him go. Probably have to, yeah. So it's like a weird one with the ending thing, isn't it? Like, I think a lot of people are taking this as, as, as well, I think there's a couple of ways to look at it, isn't there? There's like the Mandalorian, the TV show ending, which 
can sort of see happening. And then, of course, season three is in production. That's all good. But, like, where do you go with the story after that? But then it's, that's not to say that's the end of the characters, like, because we've got the book of Boba Fett and there's so many other things. It's like, it's, it's, it's it, I think it depends on, like, what this Disney Plus strategy is, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? What are they what are they trying to do with it? How far are they going to try and push it? And um, do you know mm. what I mean? Because it, 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 the Mandalorian could end, but we'd st- the Mando could still be a massive part of something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's almost like they they could have easily accomplished that with things like the CW, um, multiverse, multi program stuff over there. They could have quite easily teamed up a couple of characters and kept it going. They could have closed down one show. In fact, they probably should have done that save a bit of money and uh, and kept it going. A bit like Buffy and Angel, you know, that kind of thing where one of their shows stops, but then the character just appears quite a bit in the other one. So I'm with you on that, dude. They could have easily done that. But I don't know. I just, I feel like the Mando is the one that's the, like I said, at the moment, at least anyway, it feels like that's the one that is the anchor for these other stories right now. If you take Obi-Wan out the, out the equation for a second, uh, mm. I think the, Book of Boba Fett is so closely related that that's not had a chance to prove itself yet. That it, yeah. yeah, it, may, it might end point. up that that will overtake it as the tentpole thing in terms of Star Wars on Disney Plus. Do you uh, think there's as well, like to that end? Do you think that, like, look at some of the shows that are mint that we really love, like The Office is a prime example. They always do better when they're just sh- shorter. You know what I mean? Like, and you made a great example with Arrow and the CW. Like Arrow got crap. It was like the first two seasons were stellar. Like season one was really like, oh, wow, this is actually a pretty gritty green arrow. And you could just forgive some of the kind of poorer episodes. Season two was just mint. Then it got a little bit crap and it, it was, it sort of turned into like, oh, two episodes out of the season are really good. So, probably the I, like, I don't Barham. know. How, yeah, bloody Barham. <laughs> I don't know. He's everywhere. <clears throat> I don't know how, like, I don't know what I prefer. And especially in this age of streaming, like, I don't know if there's, is the precedent like with Netflix and original shows to say, well, shows tend to run for less time on streaming services than the word syndication. I, d- I don't know if we've got a, enough precedent yet to, to say anything in that regard or not. Um, but I know what you mean. It is sort of the tentpole, but then does it risk being an arrow or a, uh, you know, a supernatural, which got really bad. Um, do you know what I mean? I, I, I don't know. It's sort of a, it's like a, it's like a bittersweet thing, isn't it? It is for sure. Yeah. And if we use your example of Arrow, where the first two seasons were really good, and I agree with you, they were really good, and then it just went downhill a little bit after that. Uh, if the Mando suffers the same fate, then the luxury with with having it on Disney Plus is that you haven't got a pull production on a multi-million pound movie that's like a bit of a dead end you can just fold it into another thing, which is what I'm saying. They should have done that with the Arrow stuff. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, you're right. So I don't know. It's a weird one. It's We're still in sort of uncharted territory a little bit, aren't we? We're really lucky to... It's going to sound very philosophical now. I do apologise, but we're really lucky, man, to be alive at this point in the universe where the advent of streaming and how much... It's very obvious that Disney want to really push Disney Plus as their medium of choice. Um, so we're, you know, it's, it's cool that we're, we're here to witness that stuff and we can comment on it and, and all that lot. Cause like I said, I think one of our very early podcasts, who would have thought, man, when we were nippers 
that it would get to a point in our life where all of Marvel, all of Star Wars, all of that cool stuff is there at your fingertips. That's just amazing. Yeah. So, oh, it really is. It is like we're spoiled for it, aren't we? Yeah. And then all the back catalogue of stuff, you know, it, it's uh, yeah. And that's what gets me with the complainers. Like, no one ever goes, cheers for doing the Mando. They're all like, you fuckers, what have you done? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, they're just like, just a little bit of appreciation. That's all we yeah. want. Just a little bit. Yeah. You can complain in quiet, go into a dark room and do that. But just appreciate how much we've worked to do this for you, by the way. For you, finally. There we go. Oh, so anyway, to wrap yeah. this up, The Mandalorian Season 3 reportedly is underway. I, I think it's a dead cert. It's underway. Certainly pre-production would have been done for months already. Concept art, you know, all the writing stuff, all of that. That's yeah. probably done. Yeah. So uh, apparently it's, it's been, it's, it's uh, filming's underway. So we'll keep you updated on that stuff as always. Uh, book news, dude. We love books. Love reading books. Love uh, book. I also love buying a book and put it on the shelf and not reading it. Kind of love doing that. <laughs> shelf envy. Do that. Oh, you've got some really cool books there. Yeah, I know. What's in them? Really don't know. <laughs> what's that one about? Mm, don't know. Mm, what's on the back? <laughs> Why don't you read the back and tell me what's in it? <laughs> uh, the cover's sweet, though. And the spine's not bad either. Pretty good spine. So, yeah. So, good news for us is that we got some new books about Star Wars coming pretty soon. And they are going to star some of the older crew. So at the moment, obviously, we're all wrapped up in the whole High Republic thing. That's all great and amazing. But we can't forget that pre-EU non-canon shutdown, there was a whole raft of books, a whole library, tons of books that told stories about Luke and, and Leia and Thrawn and loads of really cool characters before they got booted out. But now it feels like we're getting a little bit of a resurgence of Resurgence? Resurgence? R-E-S. Is it resurgence or resurgence? R-E-S-U-R-G-E-N-C-E. Resurgence to me. It's an S, isn't it? So it's resurgence. Yeah, yeah. And I think I illustrated that just wonderfully then. Yeah, that's why I I went with that. Yeah. So we're getting a a lovely comeback, it seems, from uh, authors wanting to write for the OT characters, which is really nice. Because I don't think, as much as I like a lot of the High Republic stuff... I still think it's got a way to go before they, you know, think about turning it into animated shows or even films or anything like that. As much as I like it, I I do really love the fact that there's still uh, massive amounts of storytelling still to be made from the the OT timeline and everything around that, which is really cool. So we've got some new books on the horizon. Uh, The first one is Shadow of the Sith, which sounds very dramatic. Uh, from Adam Christopher. And this takes place just after Return of the Jedi, and it's about Luke and Lando. Funnily enough, they're on a mission. You'll love this one, dude. They're on a mission to locate Exegol. Don't get me started. (laughs) You know what I'm going to say about this. (laughs) Uh, So, um, okay, before we move on to the next novel then, what's uh, are you thinking this is just one massive retcon? Ah, you know me so well. Right. I was so pleased about this. I was so pleased about this. Luke, and then I saw Luke and Lando. And I was like, that's that's just going to be a caper. Nothing wrong with that. Don't mind a caper. And then I read the game write-up. <laughs> All right. So they're bringing this Oki guy in, who's now made an appearance in the Vader comics as well. All right. Luke sensing Exegol. 
No, he's fucking not. Right. <laughs> and then the job that Luke, this is honest to God, man. The job that Luke and Lando are on with is to stop Oki taking Ray to Exegol. Mm. Dude, this is like the book itself might be decent. All right. You know, a self-contained mm. story, but it's, do you know what this is like? It's like when you walk home and you, you you walk into your house, right? And there's toilet roll everywhere, right? It's been chewed up and your dog sat in the middle. And you look at the dog and the dog's like, that wasn't me. <laughs> right? All that's happened here is someone's gone, you fucked those films up, didn't you? And Kathleen Kennedy's in the middle going, that was not me. <laughs> and then the dog nips outside, picks up a toy or a st- and brings it to you and goes, what about this though? Right? This is what this is. This is the stick. Yeah. Like I said, as a standalone book, it's probably going to be semi-decent. But dude, this is... This might be the most embarrassing move that anyone has made in Star Wars as canon recently. Like, it's... Because... Did they pull a Lex Luthor? Like, did Luke just forget? (laughs) You know, when in The Last Jedi, when he was like... You know, it was always it was clear that he knew, and it all came out that he knew who Ray was. Did he just forget? Was it just like, oh fucking hell, he's got he's got another granddaughter? This can't possibly be because the timing doesn't exactly match up. Oh no, wait a second, it does, but we'll forget that. This can't possibly be the same force sensitive granddaughter, can it? No, it must be a different one. <laughs> Scrap this one. I Ray, I'm Luke. Definitely not training, but you are. I can sense you his granddaughter, but. No, you can't be, can you? I've not seen you. I've not seen you since you were a kid. Haven't you grown up? How's your mom? How's your dad? Dude, not not impressed with this. I can tell. This is not going to be. I think you'll still read this, though. I think I know you well of course enough. I will. Yeah, I think you'll you'll give it a read, but then, yeah, probably slate it pretty hard for that very reason. Shadow of the Sith. Even the titles just like. It's just a, re- a retcon title in, in and of itself, yeah. isn't it? Get my words out in a minute. Just Yeah, so you know, and from the blurb and stuff that's come with it, it's like, oh, okay. And that's the problem. You, that's the real issue with how problems higher up in the mainstream uh, saga of films, how that can cascade down and just ruin something before it's even come out. So there's going to mm. be a lot of Star Wars fans like us that just can't stand the whole... Not Exegol as a planet, but how it was shoehorned in at the last mm. minute, you know. There's going to be so many fans that read that in the blurb of the book, and unlike you, they'll be like, oh, I can't be bothered to read that shit. Just can't be bothered to to entertain it, you know. Why would I give Lucas Books or Lucasfilm, whatever, my money, knowing that you wrecked it? I don't want to go down that road, but, you know, just that's that's the danger with that stuff, you know. If you... if if a bunch of fans are just not into it and can see it's a bit of a, a bit of a flannel, then it's like, ah, screw it. I'll, I'll pick the book up when I see it for a quid in WH yeah. Smith at Christmas sort of thing. You know, it's nobody wants to hear that. So. And what's fascinating about this as well, dude, is when you, when you, when you really read this as well, right? So you've got, you've got a few other little kind of tiny bits, right? So in the, in the last Jedi, right? Luke bails. He's off cut himself off from the force because of the, the Jedi cock-up. What was the Jedi cock-up? <clears throat> it was the hubris to let the Sith come back. Mm. You can sort of say 
that's all right, Luke, if you didn't think there were any Sith. But this book shows, theoretically, I don't know, we've not read it, and we might be damning it too early. This book says in this summary, the undeniable menace of the Sith returning. Right? Mm-hmm. So he basically just does what they did in the prequels. He's like, right, there is a Sith. Can't find the kid. Don't know about this Exegol thing. Can't find the Wayfinder, which he's already got a compass because he got it in Battlefront 2, right? So he's either going to go, well, the Sith are gone, dealt with it, but it was another Sith, like a Snoke or something, who at this point, 20 years in, uh, this is 20 years after Return of the Jedi, uh, he's probably, Snoke's probably just about getting his claws into Ben Solo, given the ages, right, based on the comics. So he either thinks he's defeated the Sith, which he clearly cannot do because of Ben and all that stuff in the future or they're kind of going to make him out to be a bit of an idiot and all that stuff in the last Jedi about the hubris is just going to be like, Oh yeah, just joking about that. I wasn't really pissed about that. I just couldn't get decent rent on Tatooine. So this is cheaper <laughs> on actor. Do you know what I mean? And it's <clears throat> like, it's why would he bail on the new Republic? Like his sister works there. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Why would he just not go right? Look, I'm going to bail. But before you find out from some weird galaxy-wide transmission in about 10 years, heads up, there might be some Sith. There might be some Sith out there. And I know we've not read it, and this has got to be handled, surely, but doesn't it just reek of just like square pegs and round holes, man? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and it, it, it's, it will get to that point where if they keep going down the road of trying to explain out the whole Exegol thing, uh, it will come to a point where you can see it happening now where you'll have more authors come on board and they've got a good idea about how to explain some of that stuff in a good Star Warsy way that brings round the non uh, the kind of sequel trilogy haters and stuff. But then another book will come out to try and fix that and then another comic and then something else. And all that happens is you just you you have you have this big problem, I say problem, you have this big not so well received thing from the films and then years later you've ended up where you've everybody's written itself into such a tiny little corner mm. that then you can't do anything with it you ju- you're stuck because you didn't fix it at the beginning you just mm. went with this someone had this gut feeling like yeah exegol's amazing idea let's do this it's like, and like the problem sorry to jump in man like the problem is luke on this one like lando and, and han or lando and someone else is fine but the fact it's luke because he's the draw for the book makes it more difficult to get out of that corner because you've the corner exists at Last Jedi mm. and Rise of Skywalker, so they, they they know it's like the Titanic. We all know it's going to sink. We're more interested in Winslet and DiCaprio. You know, we're not there for the Titanic. Like we're not really here for the the Emperor or Exegol. We're here for Luke to see how that kind of you know what I mean. Well, yeah, that's I think that's what they're trying to market with the characters. We're here for that the cool bants and the that, this big mission between Luke and Lando. We want to see that team up because we rarely see that in anything. Hardly ever. Have we ever seen that? We've never seen Luke and Lando team up and do anything. So everyone's here for that. It's like, yeah, it's going to be amazing. But then you have this, yeah, this little rankly thing that's bubbling under the surface, like uh, how they're going to do this. And you're absolutely right. Because it's Luke, now you're going to have this thing where this is absolutely going to be canon as well, of course. So now we're going to have this thing in a video game in a few years' time or 
yeah. this book, they're going to be like, I've got this amazing idea for Luke doing this thing at this point in the timeline. And they're going to be like, can't do it. Remember that book that we brought out? Shadow of the Sith. Do you remember that book? Yeah. So that's wiped out everything that you that you want to do. It's an amazing idea and it would be amazing, but sorry, we can't. And that's what I mean by this corner that they're sort of driving towards. Yeah. Not good. Not good. It's tough, man. It is tough. I mean, we, we, we've hammered it. You know, we'll give it some credit. We'll, I'll read it. <laughs> you'll read it, I'm sure. But it just... Like you, you can't, you can't help but that think that there are two threads of 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 development just continually at Disney now with Star Wars. You've got the good Mando team run Disney Plus, and then you've got yeah. I mean, the books are great, but it's the movies and everything that's tied to the movies. It's like they they almost need to have the balls and just go. Right, let's just not touch that for ten years. And if we're going to retcon it, let's go directly at a retcon. Do you know what I mean? Rather than trying to retcon stuff by saying, oh, this is Luke 10 years ago, it would be better to just, I don't know, I, even, I don't even know the way to do it, but even maybe just take the hit. And I'm not saying they do it. I'm not Mike Zero or someone like that, but maybe even to stop them having to wipe out the canon in 15 years time again, maybe you just take the hit on a world between worlds, you know? At least there's a thread that can be pulled now. It's like you don't really want to do it, but at least now we've still got it. There's enough good grace that we could probably just about survive it. Whereas in 10 years' time, like you said, the corners are going to be too tight. Exactly. Yeah, just take the... Because with the world between worlds, at least that gives you a bit of a... a little bit of an exit strategy. You know, you can explain a couple of things away and you can you can write around that a little bit more because that provides a, just a huge chasm of unknown already. Not enough has been written or, you know, been shoved in your face about that world between worlds. So it's ripe for, it's ripe for storytelling anyway, but it, it'd be useful for a, a little bit of a get out, a bit of a side door from this whole thing. You could mm. use it, but they're not. And that's a tragedy. And that is a tragedy. And this, I mean, get, don't get me wrong. Like I understand why that is a ball ache. You know, I do, I get it. But yeah. they're selling this on the same channel, Disney, and thus Disney Plus, that has just given us nine episodes of what if. <laughs> yeah. Like the audience is all right with that. Like you're about to introduce three Spider-Men. You're about to see Keaton and Affleck on the screen. Like now is the time. Now is the time. Wow, Star Wars is up to that as well. <laughs> Fine. But then at least you give yourself a new path. Yeah, but exactly. like you said, that's yeah. a tragedy. Maybe this second book then will, will pique your interest a little bit more. So this one's called Brotherhood, and this is by Mike Chen. And this is essentially a bit of a character building thing that we don't need between yeah. Obi-Wan and Anakin. So this is essentially the Clone Wars have just kicked off, and they've sent Obi-Wan off to this big old mission. And for whatever reason, I don't know why, but the stipulation is that he has to go on this mission alone. He has to go as Obi-Wan to do his thing. While he's off, Anakin has been promoted up to Jedi Knight. Obi-Wan's unaware of this. Then Anakin feels like, actually, I know you said that Obi-Wan had to go off and do this shit by himself, but I'm going to go against that, and I'm going to go and help him, and we're going to do that. And I've also got myself a new Padawan, so that's all good. So this is kind of like... What happened 
what happened when the Clone Wars kicked off in that tiny, tiny little pocket of time between the Clone Wars TV show starting and that initial movie that they brought out and stuff. Um, and it's about kind of uh, Obi-Wan. It, the, the way it's been marketed is Obi-Wan and Anakin of like, they need to rekindle their, as the name suggests, they need to act like brothers and come back together again so they can defeat whatever instead of being like, you know, loggerheads and being separated. So uh, I think we're going to hammer this one as well, dude. But um, yeah, brotherhood. Any better? It's, do you know what? This is a, it's a funny kind of bias, I think, because of how good the Clone Wars is. So I think there's a few things to unpack with this one. The fact that we're going to finally see a new canon, uh, Anakin becoming a knight, you know, that, like you said, this, because he's already a knight when he gets Ahsoka in the Clone Wars movie. So it's sort of probably going to take, it'll be like running parallel to that movie, you'd think. There'll be a reference to whatever that, is it Battle of uh, Christophsis or Christophsis or something like that? Can't, the, 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 yeah, yeah. Yep. That first battle, Christophsis mm-hmm. or something like that, where, you know, that'll probably run adjacent. <clears throat> and, um, so the knight, the knighthood's kind of nice. You know, I quite like that little idea. And then to kind of top and tail that one, like you said, it, it, it's just, it's like a four episode arc of the Clone Wars, clearly. Um, but I think what's going on here is that this is a strategic play. And, you know, arguably the other one, the Shadows of the Sith might be a strategic play because we're going to see more Lando and Luke. Like we're about to see Anakin and Obi-Wan on screen again. Like there was a leaked thing that we'll probably talk about next week, a leaked description of one of the fight scenes from the new Obi-Wan movie uh, and TV show where it's Obi-Wan, you know, Obi-Wan's causing a bit of havoc uh, for the Empire, going to do a rescue mission. And, um, you know, the only remit that we've got in A New Hope from Vader is I've not felt that presence in a long time. Like That could have been 10 years. It might have been 20 years since Sith. We just don't know. So they've kind of, apparently they've built this battle in where Obi-Wan's like instantly recognize Anakin. Do you know what I mean? Which is good. Don't get me wrong. That'd be badass. So I think what they're doing here because we're about to see them and then we've got, they're trying to show this, this depth of relationship because of that promotion tonight. It's it, now that it's not master and apprentice anymore. It's it, they're all, they're, they're, they're peers, they're equals. Um, so they're trying to really push into that brotherhood just as we start to think about them conflicted with the Obi-Wan show again. So I think that's a very strategic play. Um, what's interesting is that it seems to have just stemmed from that throwaway scene on uh, in Revenge of the Sith, where it's like, Anakin's like, I've saved you again, Master. And everyone's like, well, for the 10th time, it's like nine times, uh, the, the business on Kato and Amodia, blah, blah, blah. And it, like, it's, that's this story. Mm-hmm. So that's that's quite a nice little throwback. But at the, all that kind of nice stuff aside, you're right, we probably don't need it. It's just going to be a, it's just going to be a book version of four story, four episodes of the Clone Wars, isn't it? Which might be good, might be bad. I don't know. But it's what's interesting is, don't you think they always look to these characters? You know, we said it before, like, well, we're done with that. We're done with the Skywalker saga. Are you, are you ever? Because <laughs> we get this. Yeah, that's a good point, isn't it? They made a big song and dance about closing out the Skywalker saga and focusing on new things. And at that point, they probably had the High Republic in their minds and new plans for Star Wars and everything. And the Mandalorian, obviously, that wasn't, although Luke ended up being in that as well, that was meant to be its own thing. And and I'm sure, you know, the guys in the story group and and uh, the, the bigger brains over at Lucasfilm, if there are any, they probably had all that stuff in their heads, you know. 
So they probably knew that they were going to come round to do some Luke stuff and whatnot. But yeah, I, I remember them making a bit of a, a bold statement saying that the Skywalker stuff is now done and dusted. We're now going to explore new stuff within the Star Wars universe and, and all that jazz. Enter Ryan Johnson's trilogy of new stuff that we're still waiting for. So I think this book is definitely, to, in my opinion, this is just a novel. This is probably a novelization of like half a series. Yeah. Of the Clone Wars, I would say. I agree, man. Yeah. I agree. Which might not be a bad thing, given what we just said about the prequels. And it's like you said, we don't need it, but then do you need, do you need anything? You know, do you need any of the books? And it, like, I prefer this to what they've thrown out with Luke and Lando. Because this is just right. a story that takes a little linchpin throwaway comment in Revenge of the Sith. It's Kato Nimodi of business. Fleshes a story out about it. Whereas the other one, the shadows of the Sith is like, Oh crap. We need to try and fill some gaps in here. Like this is just more of the, for me, this is more of the characters that we enjoy from the Clone Wars. And the fact as well, there is no reason to put Ahsoka in there other than to just keep her top of mind, you know, because of all the stuff that's going on on TV. There's literally no need to get this story. I would imagine would have, would have done just fine. Um, with that and also i think by proxy of this story as well as a byproduct you end up when you're watching revenge of the sith and this gets brought up kate and Imodi, if you've read this book actually you start to see that those characters on screen did know ahsoka you know and is ahsoka going to show up in the obi-wan show like i'd be pretty surprised if there wasn't even a passing reference to it um so yeah i don't know i just this versus the other one with luke and lando this gets my vote versus the other one which you know yeah, no, I, I see what you mean, yeah, because it seems like within the, the whole world of Star Wars authors and storytelling outside of the films and TV, you do you pick one or the other, don't you? You pick to write a story that explores a little bit of the timeline that's not been explored before, and you insert the characters and you try and fill in the gap. It's a bit of, you know, uh, timeline gap filling. Or the other one is that you just, with this book, case, uh, case in point, you just take something that's already been established and already there and you just write your story around that, you know, and you try and pick out, you know, little nuggets of stuff that's already existed and you just write your own take on it in a way, I suppose. Mm. So we've got two very different approaches there, dude, with these first two books. The next one is uh, is one of those collection stories, you know, those books from a point of view, certain point of view, whatever, where they just get a bunch of authors in to tell their own little stories. This next one is called Star Wars Stories of Jedi and Sith. And this is a collection of stories from 10 different authors. And uh, essentially, it's just their own take on... It's really weird. They describe it as this exciting middle-grade anthology. Uh, 10 acclaimed authors imagine all new tales for some of the saga's most popular characters, from Luke to Darth to Obi-Wan to Asajj Ventress and beyond, uh, complete with beautiful spot illustrations, apparently. So this is uh, some of the authors. I recognise a few names in here. So we've got um, Michael Kogge or Kogge, um, Alex Segura, Karen Strong, uh, Roseanne Brown. There's a few in there. There's a few more. So I've not, those from a point of view books are they're okay, but I find that the stories are are hit and miss. So I'm hoping that these ones are going to be a bit more, uh, a little bit more consistent because those books I really did find like two stories. I was like, oh, that was cool. And then three stories in a row after that, I'm like, I'm almost done. I'm going to put the book down in a minute. So what do you reckon then? You're up for one of these uh, collected authors 
books. Um, I feel the same as you on that one, do like the uh, the certain point of view ones are either excellent or terrible, and sadly it's weighted eighty twenty in the favour of the terrible because it, it, they're just not great. It's like you're trying to pick. A, you know, there's a reason that a story wasn't told about a certain thing. So like, there's no, almost no need to tell the story, you know, but then some of them are fantastic. Like the Obi-Wan going back and meditating with Qui-Gon as Luke went off and found that Baru and Owen had been, you know, barbecued. So you sort of, <clears throat> those, those little bits that enhance the story and the mythology and, and help along with it are great. It's those standalone rubbish ones that are just like, sort of not interested in, in, in this thing, you know, and, 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 and then they try and be all cute by picking something that's that obscure that, it's very difficult to make it interesting, you know? So, I mean, this one's a different, feels like a different vibe for two reasons. Number one, it's kind of middle grade. So they, I don't want to sound condescending, but the stories tend to be a little bit more direct. You know, they've, they're, they're, they're much less about nuance and layers and much closer to just being a very straightforward kind of fable, if you like. Um, the other thing is that, this is um, it's an anthology that's not looking to tell stories doesn't seem to be looking to tell stories of things that are in the background where you know this is Luke and you know the 15 minutes between him you know leaving Dagobah and and and, and for going into hyperspace you know I'm not saying that is one of them but it's that that it's that kind of thing that that you start to, cause it's a main character and all we're doing is kind of filling some of the things in. Um, so I'm more excited about this than like the certain point of views. And it's one of those that's just a, it'll be nice to read it. Um, and I would imagine that half of them will be great and half of them will be sort of passable and decent and, and we'll all have our favorites and so on. But I, I, I wouldn't say I was excited about it, but it, again, it's another one that I'll read, man. I've always. Yeah. Same, same. I'm excited about the, the first two books we spoke about for very different reasons. Um, well, so excited. I'm looking forward to to one of them. Intrigued by the other one. This one is a bit of a take it or leave it. I probably won't pre-order it, but you know, I'll see it in somewhere and then I'll pick it up. So who knows? But there's no details on any stories. That's the thing. It's just they're going to use the mainstay characters and uh and uh they're gonna showcase um uh you know, they big it up quite a lot. You know, the last bit of blurb is epic standoff. Uh, cunning plots, courageous action, and ruthless anger are all here in the showcase of the enduring power of one of the greatest movie sagas of all time. So, uber generic. We don't know exactly what's going on with any characters as yet, but we'll see what we uh, we'll see what that one's saying. And then the last one that's been announced is called uh, Star Wars Padawan by uh, Kirsten White, and this is about a young Obi Wan. So this is you know another another bit of gap filling. So this is going back to. Obi-Wan, when he is a Padawan, Qui-Gon's basically kicking the shit out of him. Like, you need to do this, you need to do that, you need to be better at this. And Obi-Wan's really struggling to find his place. You know, he doesn't know if he's good enough to be a Jedi in the first place. He's not quite connecting with the Force as much as Qui-Gon would like him to be at this point in his Padawan journey. And, um, yeah, it's just, you know... Obi-Wan's like, look, I really want to go and do like proper stuff, proper Jedi stuff. And he convinces Qui-Gon to go on a mission with him. And then it doesn't go quite to plan. And, uh, and then it's, I think it's about, um, Obi-Wan sort of getting that balance a little bit back within the force and stuff. So I, I'm assuming that's how the book is going to tie up. And then, and then they're off, off on their adventures as you would expect. So, uh, out of all of them, dude, I think I'm looking to this one, looking forward to this one the most, I think mm. out of the four. I agree, man, because it's more it's more Qui Gon, 
and it's um they seem to do this a lot like they did it with the queen's shadow the queen's peril stuff where they'll make a trilogy out of things um and it, this feels like it's obviously it's before master and apprentice and there was a lot alluded to in master and apprentice where it was like you know when i've been a tough padawan or you've been a tough master or whatever um so this feels like it's obviously tying in with that rather nicely um and i think what What's also quite nice is that it, it seems to just come off the back of um, Dooku leaving the Jedi Order as well, you know, which I don't know if that ties up with the canon. Because um, that I thought that was around Revenge, uh, sorry, around Phantom Menace time, just before that, if I recall. Because it would have been, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, Master and Apprentice took place just before that and he was still in the Jedi Order. So I don't know when this is going to take place, you know. It probably... Is it probably it will it will either be before Master and Apprentice or immediately after it? I think so, after. I think you think. After. I think so. It's just it makes Obi Wan sound really really young, but then I suppose it was. He was. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. I suppose that's a good point, man. So yeah, probably. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just more Qui Gon, which we're not. You know, we're not used to much of that, are we? So I'm 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 probably looking forward to this one the most out of them all. Mm. Um, just, like you said, just just. Because this doesn't feel forced. It's just like, okay, we've really not seen any of that stuff. Exactly, yeah. And it would be nice to get a little bit of insight into not just Obi-Wan and what his thoughts were and his struggles with being a Padawan at that point, but uh, like you said, the whole thing around Dooku being kicked out of the Order. Um, Qui-Gon's also going through this kind of thing where he's got his own shit going on. You know, he's trying to get his, his kind of, balance back i guess because that would have really shook him you know his former master um there's that connection there so when dooku's done the off he's then a little bit you know out of balance trying to come to terms with it uh and as usual that we we know about qui-gon's character prior to the phantom menace is that he had a bit of a um there was a bit of friction between his views and the jedi council's Mm -hmm. views so it'll be good to uh, see a little bit of insight into that as well him like having rucks with those guys the whole time, Obi-Wan's just like, look, I need you to train me as a Padawan. But, you know, Qui-Gon's got his own stuff going on as well. So mm-hmm. I think this could be a really interesting book. And it could also be, yeah, like you said, it could be a really nice setup into some other stories leading just on from these as well. Could be really mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. I agree, man. I agree. Yeah, no, I am looking forward to it. I am. Good. Well, that's good. So we've gone good. from not looking forward to the first one to, Yeah quite looking forward to at least one of them so that's good so these are not out till next year so may june and july across those three months these will drop you can pre-order them now though i'm not sure about here in the uk but certainly in the us you can bang some pre-orders on and get those delivered which will be good so you guys won't remember this now but we will give you reviews on this stuff next year once we've read them so moving on and you were correct mark this is not going to be a short show because we've still got a few to do but I told you. You did say, didn't you? Yeah. I said it. So a leakage. Never good. Star Wars leak. This is wow. from <laughs> inverse.com. Uh, seepage. Yeah. Not oh, good. Juice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a Star Wars leak has uh, uh, revealed that. Hang about. A Star Wars leak is what Luke got from that, that little creature on Last Jedi, on that tour. That little, so. Oh, the little blue yeah. milk out of the, yeah. Star Wars Link. Carry on. As you were. As you were. So, just like Luke suckling on the teat of a uh, 
<laughs> of a certain creature. We have uh, a similar thing where um, <laughs> we have uh, a leak to say that Lucasfilm's next Stop big... Stop saying it. Next big... Uh, we have... Um, uh, what's another word for leak? Let's get the old mental thesaurus going. What's another word? Uh, Just stick with leak. Okay. We had a leak... Fixed it in the end. Star Wars Visions was apparently uh, very successful. I've only seen half of them, surprisingly. Uh, but apparently they were very popular. And that proved to a lot of people that uh, you don't need the uh, the main saga stuff to make good Star Wars stories. So as a result of that, we have this dude uh, called Nick Santos, who apparently has leaked this thing that uh, Lucasfilm is working on a new trilogy of animated films uh, hot on the heels of the vision stuff that's going to be inspired by the original Ralph McQuarrie artwork, which we know um, influenced a lot of the actual stuff that we ended up seeing on screen when they were developing the original trilogy and so on. So, as always, this is one of those things where it's a bit of a Mike Zero, a bit of a Doomcock thing, so don't take it 100%, but... Uh, apparently uh, all of the writers and all of the top top bods over at Lucasfilm are like, oh, awesome, people love Visions, people love the animated stuff, let's make more of them. What could we make an animated film about or an animated series about? Let's not go down the road of what we're doing with the books. Uh, let's just try and do, let's just cling on to some, you know, let's go to the, we scrape the barrel, we're now through to the wood, so let's just use that instead of coming up with something new. I guess. But yeah, um, it's going to be loosely based on the original trilogy, but uh, it's all going to be visually very much Ralph McQuarrie and that old pencil and uh, beautiful. I mean, don't get me wrong. um, You know, in terms of Ralph McQuarrie, one of my idols, you know, so I'm not complaining from that point of view, but I, I don't know, man, a trilogy of things. I don't think this has got the legs for that. It's just a retelling of the OT, different art style, but what do you reckon? It's a funny one, this, because when I first saw the story, I was like, oh, here we go. It's more of that crap. You know, more, more, more just, you know, Kathleen Kennedy, trouble at Disney, blah, 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 blah. And I thought, oh, not again. Like, this is just rubbish. Then I saw what it was. And I thought to myself, actually, I can see him doing something with the Macquarie stuff to animate it. Like, I don't think that part is off the table. And then listening to what you just said about, um, you know, how would you, why would he do the whole trilogy again? Like the point of Visions was not because it was a different art style, it was because it was a different art style and a completely different method of storytelling. Sure, you'd have the hero's journey in certain places, but actually they picked a, an area of Star Wars and reinterpreted it entirely. You know, there was the, the, it was barely recognisable apart from thematically. Um, and some visual elements like, you know, now and again a lightsaber, but a lightsaber that behaves very differently. You know, um, so I think there's a layer of credibility to them doing something with Macquarie's artwork because I think it's too good. And the time, like guys like you and me are now at the age where we can afford Disney plus and we are the ones that would buy it. Okay. That's like the, the situation. Still in our thirties, but, but, in our 30s. Yep. but is it going to be a trilogy of animated movies? No, I don't think it is. If anything, and if it's going to be a movie, I think it, well, it will be, potentially two things if they do anything 
some kind of docu-series or look at the artwork, essentially the coffee table book that we've all got in, you know, a bit like, you know, Galaxy of Sounds or um, <clears throat> what was it called? Biomes. Mm. Mm. Or one animated movie that tells the entire story, you know? Because yeah. I don't think, I don't know if it's got the legs for three, like you said. I mean, three, even one hour animated movies, you know? I just don't see it, but maybe they'll do it. I don't know. Maybe they'll do something with it, man. I don't know, but I, I think it's unlikely that it's what is being reported. Yeah. I, it's one of those things where if there was a decent enough, if there was a, a good enough reason to tell or to do a slightly different take on something and you just happen to be implementing the art style of, of Ralph McQuarrie, then that would be one thing and that would be pretty sweet. But the way that this leak is, described is that it's going to be based on the three original trilogy movies but they're just gonna the the thing the problem i have with this is we've already been here and done this so do you remember a few years ago probably a while ago now probably 10 years ago something like that they brought out a series of comics which were based on george lucas's early scripts for star wars i've got the graphic novel i think and um it had like you know luke star killer and it had um you know, the Jedi Ben do and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So that was already done. We've already gone and dived into the whole little bits that inspired the film and the early story and stuff. And we've already been here with the Ralph McQuarrie stuff. So Star Wars Rebels, all of the art style was based heavily on Ralph McQuarrie's stuff. And, you know, all the stormtroopers look just like Ralph McQuarrie stormtroopers. You know, we've been here and done it. So I don't think that there's enough to pump millions and it, it will cost millions regardless even if it's just one film i feel like there's not enough weight to give this uh, you know a couple of million dollars to to make it it would just be like oh that looks really pretty but you know we just we've been here and we've been down this road a few times before so i don't want to be a stickler i don't want to be a a negative ninny but i just can't see Mind you, I, well, I can't do anything, can I? I was going to say, I can't see Lucasfilm or Disney putting their, their hard-earned time and money and resource to do this. But this is bloody Disney we're talking about. So who knows? Who bloody knows? You make a good point about Rebels. Never thought about that, dude. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really, 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 really good point. Yeah. Yeah, that's, Never why, I thought of that. that's why I said it. That's why I said it. That's why I said it in the end. Yeah. So let's not, uh, let's not dwell on this one, dude. But I, it it's just a thing where, you know, it's another doom cocky kind of thing that it's uh quite quite amusing to speak about so who knows maybe we'll get an animated trilogy of films based loosely on the ot but you know an animate animology one of them that's free that's free that one uh right okay uh i'm going to close the the episode out with this funny story <laughs> you know twitch you know that thing that's going to be shut in probably five six years time fact that you said it's funny as well you bastard <laughs> bit sadistic that um yeah so twitch we all know the streaming platform not just gamers but you know there are people that stick a camera up and they're like right you're going to watch me build something in this case lego for quite a long time and you are going to appreciate me building it so check this out so this dude over on twitch uh he's picked up one of the lego millennium falcons the ultimate collector series jobbies I think it is anyway. He looks pretty beefy. And he's doing the time. Uh, sorry, he's doing his 
stream. He's he's on Twitch. This guy's called the Banana Man, by the way. Banana Man. <laughs> Lego Builder over on Twitch. And uh, he's he's going through the thing. <laughs> he's building it up, as you would, looking happy with himself, all the rest of it. Uh, but then there was this moment in the stream where uh, <laughs> he's uh, he's walking around the table, I think, doing something. And... Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh man i don't want to say this without laughing because like you said it's not <laughs> it's a little bit unfair but um anyway long story short he ends up just smashing this thing to shit <laughs> so i yeah. mean I do apologise. Mr. Banana Man, if you're listening, I'm sure you are. I do apologise. Um, I'm sure you are. Uh, yeah, so anyway. Uh, something happened. He had to get up from the table, do something, um, and then he smashed into uh, something else. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, he said he cut his hand. He broke, you know, cut his hand. Uh, but then more importantly, uh, all his Lego got smashed into a thousand pieces. <laughs> And you can see him when he does it. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? I, I think I'm I'm laughing not out of cruelty, but I'm, I'm laughing out of knowing exactly how he feels. I think oh, that's he's, the thing. Ain't he gutted? He's gutted, man. <laughs> ain't he? He's absolutely devastated. You can see because he's, like, he's just off camera when he lands. He does, yeah. And he... And you can see him, first of all, looks at his hand like you would do, and then that realisation of, oh, bollocks. Oh, man. Yeah. And you can see it. Look, it does look pretty beefy. Like, you can... <laughs> well, it's the old, big old, like, $800 Falcon as well. Yeah, yeah. It's the it's the big one. And it's just... Um, we'll stick a link to it in the show notes, but it's on the floor behind him. So he's building something else on the table in front of him, and the, the Falcon's on the floor. And it's just that little stumble. You know, he goes to walk around the table and he actually, he treads right, he, he stands sorry, right on top of it. And that that's, slips out the way and then that makes him lose his footing. And then he, I mean, it must be painful, dude. Anyone that's, yeah. you know, trod on a bit of Lego, this is like the same thing, but with your hand, like he's broken his fall and he's he's, he's put his hand down, it's landed on Lego. So uh, like I said, I'm not laughing out of cruelty. I'm laughing out of experience because I've done something very similar where I've, bang something and then whatever lego i'm building has landed on the floor and stuff and i've ended up depending on what sort of person you are you either laugh or you'll cry i ended up just cracking up laughing but yeah it's a bit of a shame dude but it's one of those things as well that just gets better with every watch <laughs> god i know like i said it's just and i think what you because this is in the video right you we just see the thing happening but imagine it done like a 13 hour stream on this so you, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like we've, we're just seeing that kind of calamitous part of it. He'd done 13 hours <laughs> and then he's just like, all oh, right, I'm just going to let me, do you know what? I'm going to get some pretzels. Bang. Dush. Over. Shit. Job done. So it, it's like to those watching, they also appreciate that it's 13 hours that have just gone by. It's not just like you and me like <laughs> fell on his Lego, crushed it. That's just, that's devastating. It's, I've lost all that time. Holy, like, oh, what? I'm out. That's it. I'm out. And then what's, they sort, of, they sort of dryly add it at the end as well. The stream concluded. 
shortly after this. <laughs> yeah, of course it did, because he's absolutely <laughs> devastated. You know, of course it did. Yeah, and it goes on to say as well that uh, when he fell on it, not only did it smash into a, lo- a load of pieces, but a few of the pieces he damaged beyond, you know, oh. can't use them again. So now he's probably going to have to jump on eBay, try and get some spares or something, I don't know. But what a dude. What a calamity though. And like you said, we only saw that tiny little bit, but... He's probably loving life. You know, he's got his Falcon out and he's building it and he's on stream and, oh, dude, Mr. Banana Man, we feel for you, man. It's funny as hell, but we feel for you. It really yeah. is funny, dude, but yeah. we apologise for it happening. Yeah, indeedy. Rightio, on that note then, I'm going to just drag this out just for a few seconds. So what are you just, doing that for? Hold on, 38, 39. Oh, there we go. Yeah, we're going we're to give this uh, an exact one hour before we... What are you on? I'm on 45, 46... 47, 40. Yeah, I'm yeah. on that as well. Yeah, yeah. Are you really? Yeah, 50. Oh, 51. man, we're so cute. Yep, 54, 55. This is like waiting for Six, Rise of Skywalker seven, to finish up. 58, 59. Yay! Hexagon! Hexagon! Everybody smile and say Hexagon! is quite literally going to be the opening of that new book. Smile. Everybody smile and say Hexagon! <laughs> <laughs> so that has been... Not a short show after all. I was incorrect up front, so oh, I apologise. Yeah. But that has been episode 127. Thank you so much for listening to our show. If you've just discovered us, as I said earlier, it's awesome to have you here as a listener. And if you've come back, if you're a, a, a follower and you've come back and you've listened to another one, you've put up with our waffle and all the rest of it, then thank you very much for, for coming back. Remember to follow the show on whatever podcast app you get your podcast on. Uh, that way you won't miss a show when it lands every Saturday. And if you've got a second to leave us a rating or review in something like podchaser.com, or Apple Podcasts or Stitcher, that kind of thing. That would be awesome because that helps us out loads and loads. And thank you to those that have left reviews thus far. We're on the socials too, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, occasionally Facebook. Um, If you head over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Instagram and forward slash Twitter, you can connect with us there. We chat Star Wars throughout the week and drop little nuggets of news over there as well. And if you do like the show and you want to support us, you can do that on our Patreon. You can jump on from $1 upwards, get yourself some stickers and some other benefits over there. It's over on sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Patreon. So go and check that out. And thank you so much to our current patrons. Uh, This will never get old saying this, but thank you so much for your continued support. It's awesome. Uh, And you don't have to do that. No one has to do it. So it's amazing that you do. So thank you very much. Uh, It's been awesome, dude, chatting for a full hour on Star Wars. A full hour and beyond. Yeah, good to be back, man. And uh, I know you're off next week, so I don't know what I'm going to talk about yet. I might do news. I might wax lyrical about something. I might even get a guest on. Oh, I'm going to decide. I'll decide one day. We shall see. Um, but no, yeah, uh, just just good, good chat as always, my man. Good to go through some bits with you. And uh, I'll see you the week after next, mate. Indeedy, yeah. So as Mark said, I'm not here next week, so enjoy Mark's Yorkshire accent and whoever he gets on. Uh, next week to wax lyric on all things Star Wars. So until next week, uh, take care of yourself, stay safe and healthy, and may the Force be with you always.